Hello, hello, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. As usual, I'll be your host, your fourth favorite podcaster, maybe fifth now that uh, we have another host, uh, Kevin. And so far, I've got uh, Mike with me via satellite. Say hello, Mike. Hey, everyone. And, you know, I sent you the link first because I figured it. Oh, there he is. I figured it would take longer for you to get on and then uh, put it through the text so Patrick can get on. So Patrick's with us now, too. So what's up, Pat? Hi, everybody. And we are um, uh, inexplicably lacking uh, one Johnny Burger this week. Oh, he doesn't want to be Doc, so I shouldn't lose, use his last name. Sorry, sorry, Johnny. Sorry about it. Does um, he work overnight, Saturday into Sunday morning? Well, he he said this time works for him, so I'd assume that's not the case. And and if that were the case, like randomly, like it wasn't a typical thing. I'm just surprised he wouldn't have said, "Hey, I have to pick up a," you know what I mean, and then let us know he wouldn't be on today. So. That's, That's the only what, thing I'm wondering if it's because of the snow and he's held up somewhere. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he's, everything's okay and everything. But it just seems odd he wouldn't let us know if it's something that, if he's able to tell us something's up and he didn't, that's what's odd, you know? So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I guess we'll continue like things are good, though, and he's just blowing us off like a bad friend. How about that? Does that sound like Glenn? Yeah, the bad friend. Okay. So uh, I wanted to do, and you guys are going to be bitter at me right now, but uh, I had a new plan. You know, my quote thing from last week, uh, or whatever. Uh, am I saying that right? If I'm playing a movie scene, I'm not quoting it. What am I doing if I'm playing a movie scene or whatever? Is there a better way to say that? Uh, pirating? <laughs> <laughs> that may be the case, but I'm <laughs> I'm just talking about playing the scene from the movie, you know, for the whole trivia thing I was talking about last week. Yeah. So I screwed it up last week, or it it just sucked. I didn't really mess anything up. I just, you know, it's a it's a work in progress. So I was thinking this week what I could do is just cut the episode here to then record that separately. And then splice it into the episode when I actually post. So basically what I'm saying that's going to make you guys bitter right now is that we're getting ready to take another cut right now. <laughs> and, and, and so when we, when, we, when we come back, we'll get into everything else. But right now I want to cut it off so I can add uh, this week's uh, trivia did anyone answer? I didn't see any anybody answered uh, last week's trivia. Did anybody give that a shot? I didn't. I completely forgot. Pat, I, I verified that I knew what it was through through uh, through the podcast. I have. I don't know where you guys see that at. Where, where where do you guys listen to the podcast? Through Spotify. Spotify. See, I yeah. do too. I don't know if it's because I have like a free account, maybe. I don't see anything like that. Yeah, mine is free as well. Um, let me see. I'm going to pull it up here. 
where was it? Yeah, as soon as I pull mine, I open the episode, it, it, it shows it right there on the screen. Huh. I even tried looking for it this week and I couldn't find anything where you could leave comments or answer questions or anything. You you should screenshot that yeah. and share it share with Pat. All right, Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Well, since no one answered it, does that does someone give it a shot now? Uh, either one of you. Did did any could anyone hear mine at all? No, First, no. It was it was even worse the second time. Well, I'm talking about when you actually listened to the podcast, not when you were listening to it while you were on the podcast. Did you listen to it separately later? Yes, it was. I. And you still couldn't pretty, hear it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Okay. So then what was Johnny's? Do you know what it was, Mike? I don't remember. I'm trying to I remember don't. what. Was it Bane from Batman? Close. No, no. Getting there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I guess, can I guess, can I guess first? Because I usually suck at this the worst. So, yeah. you know. Okay. So it's, it's. It was Joker from Batman 89, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the quote, Mike? Vaguely. I, I listened to the podcast in about four different time periods as I was driving. The quote was, this, this town needs an enema. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. So anyway, we're going to cut it and we're going to come right back here in a minute so I can... Uh, Add the this week's uh, quote, whatever uh, movie scene, or it might not be a movie. It might be a who is this from an interview or something like that. Who knows what, I, what I'm capable of. So we'll be right back. Okay. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. All right, we're back. That was awesome. Obviously, uh, third time's a charm because both of you literally joined nearly simultaneously. That was awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so I will uh, add the question at the end of the or uh, at the bottom of the podcast uh, to see who comes up with the answer for that clip and. Um, what will we give you? We'll give you a free episode for at least the next year of uh, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. You can listen to it free of charge. That's what the prize will be. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's really worth trying for. Um, so, anyway, did you guys have any uh, ideas and uh, things you wanted to talk about today in particular? Um, I have, uh, I sent it last week. It's just, uh, and I figure I can do this, uh, up, update this as we go, but, uh, just talk about two upcoming comic book conventions. Now these okay. are, these are local to, um, me and you, Kevin, uh, okay. but obviously Johnny and Patrick and everybody's welcome to come down, do them with us. But, uh, yeah. So the first one we have coming up, and I have the uh, least amount of information for it, is Fairfax Comic Con, and it's on March 5th at oh. the Dallas Expo Center. 
Okay, that's Fairfax, Virginia, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And right now, the only guest of importance to me is uh, Gary Cohn, um, who uh, he co-created Blue Devil, did like the first 31 issues, um, and Amethyst, he did 12 issues of that. So uh, he's going to be at that one. And okay. then, that's a pretty small one. They, they split that one into two different conventions this year because they missed last year. So I don't know the second date. Oh, okay. So what, basically the first convention will be what last year was supposed to be and the second one will be this year's? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the bigger one is called Big Lick Comic Con. And that's a two-day event on May 14th and 15th. And that's also at the Dulles Expo Center. But this one has uh, some great guests. So far, we've got Jim Shooter, uh, Sergeant. Uh, that'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon. And we've got Rags Morales, uh, who did the uh, Identity Crisis with Brad Meltzer. And Arthur Sidem, who did the Marvel Zombies. Michael Golden, and then Gary Cohn's going to be at that one as well, because I think he's local. So he makes a lot of these local ones. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't even so, think, did we talk about the Big Lick one yet at all yet? What's that? Did we talk about the Big Lick one at all yet? Because I don't remember that. Yeah. That's the one I sent. I sent to you. I think you've, uh, you said you're going to go to that one. They have okay. a Richmond one as well. But yeah, obviously okay. this one's much closer for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, do you think, Pat? You can you can you make either one of those with us? Well, you re remember I love to travel, so I'll be down That's there. That's true. <laughs> it's it's funny. I have I don't think I've ever met Jim Shooter. Now I'm I'm almost positive I've never met Jim Shooter, even though he's from Pittsburgh. You know. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a reason. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I don't know. Mike, Mike, I think your mic is being funky now. It's giving us like feedback. Okay. I wasn't doing it before, and then it just started doing it all of a sudden. You hearing it too, Patrick? I am not. It's okay. weird because I haven't changed anything. That is weird. But as I talk, I can hear myself talk from my phone. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, I think you can see if you were an IT guy, <clears throat> you could turn off. Oh, no, what you'd need is some earbuds or something to connect to your computer to be able to just hear your hear us through the this is why I guess they wear. I always wonder why they're wearing the earphones in their podcast. I guess this is probably right. why. Yeah. I think you're right, Kevin. Yeah, I moved a little further away. Okay. Okay. No feedback there. Good. Good. That's perfect. All right. So, so far, it'll change in five minutes. But anyway. <laughs> so even though you're not local to our uh, cons, Patrick, you got any that you got your eye on uh, this year up your way, or are we're still talking about in the fall uh, doing the one in North Carolina together, possibly this year, right? Yeah, well, that'll be June. Oh, it's happens. June? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's traditionally over Father's Day weekend. Okay. 
Do you got anything up there you're doing or you got your eye on? Nah, not really. I don't think I've really come across anything. I know they're starting the starting the uh, uh, toy show here in Butler this year, but that's about it. Okay, I made mention that when I was up there, I incidentally just came across the con uh, near my sister's house. Didn't I mention that a couple episodes ago? I don't know the what Steel con City it was. Con. Huh? The Steel City Con? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Did you go there? Did you go there? I've never, I mean, I've never been to a Steel City Con. It seemed always to be more focused on entertainment guests versus comic guests. But I know they, they have a few comic guests, but I think it's more heavily pop culture and, oh, and that's that's it's kind of just not my scene uh you know I don't, I don't like to pay for autographs and autog in photos with celebrities and things like that so yeah okay it's very popular i know that yeah it's twice a year i believe okay well uh just to throw this in before we uh, get going on more uh patrick um I think you're probably going to have to take over Johnny's uh, note-taking and uh, recap at the end. Well, I can try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are some big shoes to fill. Right? They are. Oh, and speaking of uh, Johnny, too, Mike, I don't think we talked about how I uh, introduced Johnny last week. You heard that, right? I did. That did was I... awesome. Well done. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks. Just... Uh, just looking to pat myself on the back a little bit there. Anyway, um, so I, I have a few uh, random things um, that I want to talk about. And actually, they aren't random in the sense that, Patrick, you brought them up after our podcast last week through our group. But then I was thinking, you know what? We should talk about that on the podcast. And uh, the first one was Boba Fett. Uh so, Mike, what what's your status on Boba Fett to begin with? I uh, have not watched any of it yet. What? Come on, now you got to do better than that. Well, I okay. I found this show called Cardinal. Okay, it's like a detective show set up in Canada, and the first season takes place in the winter time. And Kevin, you're with me on this. You know that northern Canada winter; it's just snow in every single scene. I love the way it looks. Really interesting. Yeah, so I want season two of that. Sorry. <laughs> that is cool. What about you, Patrick? Where are you with Boba Fett? Have you watched the fourth episode this week yet? I did not, not get the chance to watch the fourth episode, unfortunately. Okay, I'm a little bit ahead, but we really don't want to talk too much about the since it's so fresh and so no spoilers. But uh, yeah, I've watched probably half of the fourth episode. That's where I currently at. And all I'm saying, Mike, is you've got millions of listeners that you're obviously in the top three favorite podcasters on the planet for. They want to know what your opinion is about these important uh, geek culture topics. Like that, that's uh, true. What do you that's think true. of the new book? So professionally, you got to keep up with this just as a professional uh, courtesy, right? That's true. And by next podcast. I will be caught up. If I have to stay up late after the whole rest of the house has gone to bed, I'll okay. stay up late and watch it to catch up. Yeah, not knock out one a night, or not. You don't even have to knock out a full one. You could uh, watch four episodes in five days, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I'll catch up. Um, so we talked about this a little bit in the group, Patrick. I did want to talk about uh, the Tuscan Raider. How we were talking about that topic, and. Yeah. 
this is a little bit of rehash for you, but obviously the listeners haven't heard us talk about it at all. And this is, you know, uh, a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, but, you know, we're not going to give out huge spoilers, but just in general, you know, Boba Fett's relationship with the Tuscans is, this is kind of a reimagined, you know, Boba Fett development, I, I guess. And, you know, he's kind of spending a lot of time with the Tuscans. Kind of gave me, you know, like a Dances with Wolves, you know, kind of feel, right? Where where it's like he's he's kind of appreciating Native culture and everything of Tatooine, right? Is that kind of yeah, how you're I've, feeling? Yeah, I've heard that's I've heard that Dances with Wolves con- comment uh, again this week for, from somebody else too. So, yeah, it must be. Uh, I've never seen that movie, so I can't really oh, say. Okay. Yeah, Kevin Costner was kind of the Indians saved him, and and uh, then they he kind of became an Indian, you know. So, I mean, like I said, obviously it's a little bit different, but um, we talked about how me is, uh, you know, and anyone who doesn't know Boba Fett's my favorite Star Wars character, always has been since forever ago, decades ago, before all this new awesomeness that they've given us uh, with new Boba Fett especially, you know, live action content. And uh, I don't really mind uh, the explanation because they've always avoided explaining, you know, it's been mostly a throwaway line to when people would ask, why is Boba Fett still alive after, you know, obviously he fell into the Sarlacc pit in Empire, I mean, uh, in Return of the Jedi, I'm sorry. And, uh, and it was just kind of a throwaway that, you know, he escaped or whatever without details. Um at least as far as I know, is is that kind of where you guys were too as well? You didn't really know, you never heard any details, right? Before this series, right? Yeah, I never heard any details. Patrick? Yeah, kind of the same same deals. I, I don't yeah. know what if there was an expanded universe novel out there that tapped into that, but I guess when the, the right shifted, all that stuff went away anyway, so this is... This is canon now. This this is what they're going with, right? So I thought it was a, I thought it was a a cool explanation, and I had made mention to you too, Patrick, that I've actually been a Tuscan fan. I I do know some expanded universe stories that involve Jedi and Tuscans that I enjoyed, which kind of uh, brought me to liking Tuscans more than just kind of a backdrop character like they've been over the years. And uh, again, those stories aren't canon now either, so it doesn't really matter. But that's what kind of brought my um, affection up for the Tuscans. So him being him having this relationship with them was 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 fine slash uh, good for me. And you were saying that you thought it didn't seem to quite fit. Is that what you were thinking, Patrick? Uh, no, I th- I think you, you, the, what I was commenting on was I think that they're trying. You know, Tamara Morrison, who plays Boba Fett, and who who's played Django and all the clones. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's he's of Maorian descent from New Zealand, I believe. And I, it seems as though they're tapping into that. Uh, maybe as a, you know, to reward him for all the years that he's given to Star Wars and trying to maybe bring something to the Tuscan Raiders, sort of imprinting that culture onto the Tuscans. And um, I have no problem with it. I find it interesting it's kind yeah. of you know in the normal canon there was really no 
backstory on the Tuscan Raiders. So it, this sort of fits, you know, the nomadic desert wandering people where they kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, like you said, it was kind of like they, they were sort of made out to be dangerous and uh, fierce and new hope. But then they kind of just became like sort of just like, uh, no, I don't want to say a joke, but they used them for comedy, like in uh, episode one, taking right. the and the pod racers. So this this gives them a lot more, you know, background and and tying Boba Fett into it, I think, is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, was, was there something? Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say he, you know, basically, he was you know stuck on Tatooine with nobody, you know, no no defenses, his armor was gone. So it yeah. gives him a chance, you know, he, what, what was he going to do? Right. Uh, so he sort of worked his way in with them and I find it kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. What, what was it? I thought there was something you were saying didn't quite seem to fit. What, what am I just totally crazy or what, what was I mistakenly? I don't know. Uh, I can't I don't, I don't remember anything. Yeah, you were I'm saying not, that. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what I was getting at there. Well, it could be me. Like I said, uh, you know, my memory is the worst out of a, the bunch. So I just could be remembering it wrong or, you know, uh, projecting from another conversation I had with somebody on to you. Um, right. uh, so so now I want to get into my complaints a little bit. Um, and again, these aren't spoilers. These are just my opinions about how they're running with Boba Fett. I definitely think and this goes for. I feel like the impression that everyone got from, you know, what we have had from him in the past with Empire and and even in the, uh, you know, the additional scenes they added in the special edition of, you know, A New Hope. And uh, and that is that we got the impression that he's like kind of this ruthless character. Um, but I've always been a defender of Boba Fett that he's not exactly a bad guy. But I've always loved him because even though he wasn't a bad guy, when when he was wronged or when he was doing a job, he was good, kind of relentless and ruthless about it. But they've kind of seemed to kind of turn a corner on that where they've changed him to this almost noble kind of, you know, Jedi-esque type character that he's, he, you know, to kind of put it bluntly, he's a little bit too much of a nice guy i'm not really caring for that part of it how do you how do you feel about that patrick uh yeah i i see where you're coming from uh but it's 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 sort of again it's sort of strange because we just do, do not know anything beyond what we saw in the original movies and i mean he was a he was a bounty hunter that doesn't mean he was evil right uh, he, was, he was just doing a job Right. Um, it, 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 we, I, I think we kind of just have to wait and see how the rest of the series plays out. You know. Yeah. They could, yeah. They, they, yeah could be, they could be setting up a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, you know, there's a little, there's a couple little ticky tacky, annoying things. Um, like they they had a big speeder bike chase in this last one, or that was episode three, and I think that's another thing that's kind of different. Actually, um, they're making Tatooine and Mos Eisley very colorful, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better way to describe. <laughs> right? I mean, 
well, with the empire out of the way, you know, maybe they just sort of decided to live it up a bit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't. Yeah. It just kind of strikes me as odd a little bit to see all these bright colors and you know, as most likely, you know. Yeah, those, those bikes sort of, you know, seem to would have, would have been a better fit back in the uh, episode one through three days. Like you, exactly, you would, you would exactly. expect those, those to show up like in Coruscant or someplace like that, maybe, but not on Tatooine. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's so. That was kind of again. That was just kind of ticky tacky. That is neither here nor there. Although you know that you know I I know we were talking about how people felt in general about the chase. It's kind of a little hokey, you know, but the one thing but I have to say that. about the, the one thing I have to say about the chase, Kevin, everybody is you know, sort of getting on and on about, you know, a high speed, slow chase. But you think right. about it, they're, they're in the confines of the city. Yeah. Mo, you know, is it Moss Espa? Is that where they're at? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're at Moss Espa. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, you know, I almost I started thinking, is it possible that they like, you know, they have to gear down or something when they're in the confines of the city or else they're going to die they're gonna kill each other right yeah was, you know, i i get where the people that have criticisms are coming from too yeah yeah exactly that's you know that's that's what i'm saying when i say you know kind of being ticky tacky about it it's like yeah it's like a small thing that yeah you can kind of see either way so and it really what's but yeah how would it play out if it were fast yeah that that's that's right. the other thing too the scene would have left you know if they <laughs> if you like have uh visions of you know the Endor forest scenes in your mind. That chase would have been over in thirty seconds, not ten seconds. <laughs> you know they could have caught him in no time. You know, yeah. if uh, you know if they wouldn't have played a little bit slower. But anyway, yeah, like you I'm said, spoiling we'll, everything uh, for Mike. Well, <laughs> and our millions of listeners, but but again, I'm going to be critical a little bit. You know, hey, we're in episode four now. We need to talk a little bit about episode three. You know, anyway, you know, sorry, Mike, if it ruins anything for you, but, you know. No, it's fine. Okay. But, the, yeah, those aren't big story content things. That's just, right. you know, actually, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. But, I, you know, as a big Boba Fett fan, you know, I've, I've, I have, and I've heard a lot of, read a lot of other people having concerns about how this all ends up, you know, with kind of messing with, your fanhood, you know, if it kind of just messes it up from this point, like, can't if, if they do it so bad and they do something I don't like so bad, all of a sudden I'm gonna be like, oh man, but that's not my favorite anymore, or I gotta, or I gotta always uh add the you know disclaimer at the end. Well, pre Boba Fett or the book of Boba Fett, I was about you know, whatever, you know, and I don't, I don't want to have to go there. That's why I'm really rooting on it being awesome. And, you know, like I've said a bunch of times, I'm a liker, so I want to like it, so I'll. I'll I'll give it, I'll stretch it out as far as I have to, to continue to like it, you know, so. Yeah, you'll find a way to like it, to talk yourself into it. Right, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, they'd have to really do something crazy to, to make uh, me not like it uh, at, overall in general, you know, so. Um, and then just on the topic of watching stuff, uh, how, how are you two on uh, Matrix Resurrection? Have you guys watched it? Yes. Nope. So we don't really have to talk about the content at all, so it won't be a spoiler, but um, I know I talked to Mike about this a little bit, but I just want to give my opinion on the air um, that that I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was, 
I didn't know what to expect. And for the first third, maybe half of it, I, I was a little bit sketch on a lot of it, but then I think the payoff once it all was said and done was good for me. So I thought, I thought it was, I mean, I, I have complaints about it as well, of course, but overall I gave it a positive rating. I thought it was good. And you felt a little bit differently, right, Mike? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was, it was okay. Um, I didn't really hate the movie. Um, and after you and I talked, I thought I, I, you know, I need to go back and go ahead and give it another shot because I think my expectations may have been a little bit higher. So, oh yeah, we did talk about the opposite on that. Yeah, my expectations were low. You know how that works. So my expectations were low going in, and I came out with positive feelings, and your expectations were high, and you came out with yeah. So it kind of has that counter effect on you. You know, so right. So I'm willing but, to go back and give it another shot after I catch up on Boba Fett. Have you okay. <laughs> have you read anything about uh, the Matrix Resurrection that you have any opinion about, Patrick, or anything? No, I I remember when the trailer came out, I had, I had said that you know that that's how you cut a trailer. I thought the trailer looked awesome. Okay, uh, it's just one of those. That's another HBO thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so that's why I haven't seen it yet. But I, I Chelsea is a fan of the Matrix, also, so. You know, I'm sure we're going to catch that as soon as we can. You know, um, this may kind of not be uh, needed to be said. It's I'll, 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 you'll understand. You might understand why I'm stuttering when I say this, but it's like I thought part of it this that was great is this movie only works. You know, 20 years later, like if they would have tried to make this number four, like even like a year or two later, it wouldn't have worked. And that's why I was asking if you've read anything, Patrick. I mean, I guess I should have asked you too, Mike, if you've read anything, because I'm, I'm just curious. Cause I, you know, I don't read a lot of, you know, movie reviews and kind of uh, getting the latest info as to what's coming out next or anything. But, but I wonder if, you know, the Wachowskis had, this idea in their head 20 years ago and it just took 20 years to happen or since it didn't happen for 20 years that's what created the story you know what i'm saying it's like the only way it works is this being 20 years later you know what i mean did either of you hear any of that uh, about that or is this no. just my own weird observation i guess but do you, you, you see what i'm saying mike do you agree yeah. with that yeah i, I agree with it and uh, I think only one of the Wachowskis were involved in this one. Um, well, I, I saw, I saw this. I know the one was the main producer or whatever. I forget their names. Um, but the second one, was, I, I saw in the credits that the second one's name was there as well. So I don't know. Created, you know, because they both created the characters and the story together. So that oh, okay. where the credit was given. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. You're right. You're probably right. Yeah, I did read that, and I don't know how true all this is, and I think you guys touched on this a little bit last week with uh, copyrights and, and um, stuff like that. I think they were forced to do something with the characters, and if they didn't, then I think Miramax was going to retain or 
like get total control of the characters and then they could do whatever yeah. they want. So yeah. Wachowski's had no power beyond that. So I think that's why it was kind of a now or never type of deal. And, uh, but I'm not sure how true that was. I can't even remember where I read it. Gotcha. <laughs> but it, you, so, know, yeah. you know, for better or worse, it, it, if that's true, you know, we've got a new, uh, matrix movie out of it. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I know we we aren't real big fans of how uh, the rights to characters, you know, they change the rules so the rights to some of these characters never make it to to public domain. Right. Yeah. 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 We we kind of hashed all that out last week, and yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know since you weren't here if you want to chime in on how you feel about that in general, Mike. I had meant to do a little more reading and research on it, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> didn't <get around> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about it in another day. Okay. So speaking about reading things too, um, and this is probably going to be uh, more for you, Patrick, just because uh, you know I, when I look at the uh, hierarchy of the different topics in Exceller, I think. Uh, toys, Patrick's number one, and then I, I give myself the number two slot on the toys. <laughs> um, and I was reading a lot of complaints about McFarlane toys and the DC line. Have you read read on that, Patrick? I know that there was a lot of flack this week because the Robert Pattison Bruce Wayne came out, and everyone uh -huh. thought it looked horrible. Uh, I'm not a big I'm not a big McFarlane toys fan period i think they've gotten a little bit better in the last few years but i think you know in the past they were kind of uh you know always known for looking great but they weren't really figures they were just sort of like mini statues that couldn't really be posed very many different ways i know that's improved a little bit their d some of their dc stuff looks pretty cool but it's just one road i didn't want to go down yeah yeah i've actually i, I think it was a mcfarland toy box that i saw i can't think exactly what it was but i actually saw one of those boxes that says this is not a toy have you seen that <laughs> on some box. of those action figures i'm like what are you talking how are you gonna have a action figure and say it's not so i thought that was odd i can't remember what it was i should yeah. probably it's have an adult, adult collectible it's an adult collectible not a toy and that's I think, that's I anytime think that's i think about it, sorry I think that's how they get around. You know, if there's a lot of sharp edges and things like that, that's not going to cut it for you know, uh, a general kids' toy or small parts like the alternate heads and fists. They they can't mark market that as a kids' toy. It has to be an adult collectible. I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Anytime, uh, I you know, I have this kind of thought with what to me are obviously toys, and you know, people don't treat them like toys. It reminds me of uh, what. I think you're the first one to point this out to me, Mike, about the Lego movie, about the ending of the Lego movie. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Lego movie yet, I'm talking about the first one. Um, how, do you remember, you guys obviously both remember the end of uh, Lego movie, what the whole kind of gist of the movie was, yeah. right? Yeah. You've seen it, Patrick, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So, so I, like I said, Mike, I think you pointed it out to me and, and I, and it might have even been before I actually got to watch the whole thing, or maybe you, 
I wasn't I might I wasn't really feeling it too much when they first came out with that anyway and then you kind of changed my uh, mind on it Mike I think and it was just about how these are toys you play with them you, these you know stop uh you know if you want to kind of have kids likes you know as an adult I I think obviously I think we all think that's fine but it's like then don't take the fun out of it if you happen to have kids as well which I know we've all kind of gone through that with some of our stuff right yeah and and uh, you know I came to that conclusion because through my son Mark you know he because yeah. he would get these Lego sets and he would build what it was yeah you know and that was fun and yeah. then I would say okay now go put that up in your room and he would and then a week later he's taking it apart and smashing it with other ones and building yeah, other right. things and yeah. I said, what are you doing <laughs> And he's, but dad, this is how I want to play with it. And I, and, and, you know, I would go back to that movie and think, you know what? That's he's doing it the right way. Right. Exactly. I agree. You, you, you ever have that experience with uh, Valor Patrick? Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, if, if, if they've built them once and they destroy them and build other things with them, that's what they are meant for, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think it goes with action figures. So I, I used to, you know, when Tyler especially was a toddler, that's when I was in my heyday with collecting action figures as an adult collectible as opposed to a toy. And I would like, I was literally like, I would buy circular mirrors to then glue the action figures to the mirrors and glue their, you know, accessories, either kind of laying with the mirror. You remember when I used to do this, Mike? Oh yeah. And, and uh, and yeah, Tyler is a toddler. He likes these cool action figures. He just wants to play with it. So, you know, I had issues with that for a while, but then it it became a, you know, yeah, just go ahead. You know, because <laughs> that's again, like like you you're both saying, that's what they're that's what they're meant for. It's you know, two yeah, action figures. Two everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always do that, right? <laughs> yeah, when after we watched uh Thor Ragnarok. I noticed Marcus's uh, his big twelve-inch Titan figures. He had, I think, he had three or four different Thor figures. And mm -hmm. since Hella took out his eye in the movie, spoiler alert! Oh yeah, it's been a few. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Marcus went and he would say, "Dad, I need a red and a black marker," and he would do damage to Thor's eye. <laughs> And then after a while, he'd ask for, he'd get the tape and I'd have to make him a little eye patch to put on there and everything. It's, it's very funny, but you know, that's what they're totally yeah. supposed to be played with like that. Yeah. That's, that's how they, yeah, that's, that's how we should, we should all strive to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you, there's people out there that complain about those types of figures, like those Titan figures, but they're not for them. They're for kids to play with. Exactly. Yep. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I did. I, I kind of went through that. I, I thought that at first when they first came out, I'm like, man, those are kind of lame. They're not, you know, posable. They're just kind of straight standing up like they're at attention and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of lame. And then, yeah. And maybe Mark is the one that changed me on this too. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, after I saw, you know, Mark playing with it, it's, I mean, that's what they're for. They're not for looking cool like all the other stuff, you know? So, yeah. Just last week, I glued 
Flash's head back together for probably the fifth time. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, this, yeah. <laughs> this always reminds me of another uh, a movie. I don't know. You know. It's as good as it gets with uh, Helen Hunt and big guy, Jack Nicholson. Do uh, you guys remember that movie? Oh, yes. Do you remember when Helen Hunt's what was it? She had a she had a son, right? I don't think it was, or maybe it was a daughter. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Anyway, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Ghostbusters guy, the one that's already passed, what's his name? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah. He uh, he was the doctor, and I think it might have been as good as it gets. But anyway, he was he was analyzing. He, he was doing a checkup on a kid. And there was nothing wrong with the kid. And his comment was, you know, uh, you know what it was? It was, um, damn, man. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. The movie where there was a boy and a girl, it had uh, Hunger Games boy and the girl, and they had an imagination and they made the woods a kingdom. And then she ended up dying at the end. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. Say it again. Rish Terabithia or Bithia. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Terabithia. Oh, what a sad yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the parents were concerned. This is, yeah, well, I got the wrong movie. Uh, you know, I'm just to, just to defend myself real quick so you don't think I'm crazy. Do you remember in As Good As You Get, as it gets, Jack Nicholson helped Helen Hunt because her son or daughter had asthma or whatever, and the doctor had to come. I think that was also Harold Ramis. But anyway, in the Bridge to Terabithia, uh, the parents were concerned about her and and they actually consulted a shrink or something about her. And the one thing he said, I'm going to butcher this quote, but in general, it was, you know, she doesn't suffer from anything except, uh, you know, having an imagination, which unfortunately she'll grow out of. You know, which I thought that was a great quote because, yeah, that's, you know, imagine being able to enjoy things the way we did, you know, when we were our youngest, you know, age. And it it was just so much more fun with all these things. Yeah. All right. Sorry. It took me a while to get there. But anyway. (laughs) No, that's right. I haven't seen the movie because the book was really sad. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember reading it in elementary school. Yeah, the movie is is equally as sad, I think. It's really, really sad. Yeah. But it's a great movie up until the point it's sad. I mean, it's still a great movie, even though it's sad, but it was I really enjoy it until the sadness happened and then I was sad, of course. So Yeah, uh, real quickly on uh a while ago I had my Secret Wars Wolverine action figure and Marcus would want to play with it. And this is when he was really little. And I said, well, buddy, this this one isn't a toy. This is a collectible. (laughs) So then he would come in and say, dad, can I look at your collectible Wolverine? So I would (laughs) get it out. I'd give it to him. And he would just stand there and move it around and look at it and say, okay, here you go. And then I'd put it away. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think you might have actually mentioned that um, when we one in one of our early episodes, because I had just bought uh, mine that yeah I paid uh, top dollar for it to have 
brand new in, in package and I busted that bad boy open and glued it to a base, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> except I learned my lesson about glue. I've actually just got the double-sided gummy, you know, so he can, he stands there, but I can remove him and yeah. put him back in the package and everything. But yeah, you know, so that's yeah, funny. And speaking of uh, actually one other topic and I can't exactly, um, uh, explain why this came up because this idea came in a couple weeks ago but i we forgot or i forgot to bring it up last week so i've forgotten why i have it in there but i have it on here as one of my ideas to talk about is marvel ultimate alliance and and this is another one that this is uh tyler's introduction to superheroes practically when when he was a toddler we loved this game um you remember it mike right um what was it on uh, PlayStation, I think. PlayStation, okay. I. You, man, you know, it might have been. It might have been. A, it might have been Xbox, though. Do you remember? Do you remember Patrick? Yeah, it, it was. It was on both, I believe. I never. I never played it. Oh my gosh! I'm telling. Well, you, have you ever been a gamer, per se, a video gamer, Patrick? Oh yeah, it was just you one of those things. It? Yeah, it was just one of those things that I think I actually have. Maybe both of them. It actually might have been on the GameCube too, as a matter of fact. But I just never. I think it got in my backlog, and I never got the got into it. I know there's Man, a new I, one, right? There's a recent one that they. There's a new one. I think the third one came out on the Switch. Yeah, it's a Switch exclusive, so I haven't played that. Yeah, and I didn't care much for two. I mean, I didn't dislike it, but it just didn't live up to one. So, yeah. so I didn't play too much. And then, yeah, with three being a Switch exclusive and I have no Switch, you know, I'm not about to go that route just to get it. But, um, but you man, I'm, I'm actually gonna just say that I, I feel bad that you didn't play that game because I'm telling you, if you were a gamer and obviously knowing your, you know, comic and geek culture background, I'm telling you, you would have, we just couldn't get enough of this game because you could make teams of all the heroes, whichever, a four person team of a mix of all kind. I mean, like literally, I think they, they approached the close to close to a hundred different characters. And then, so you could go through the entire campaign uh, as you unlock these characters, you know, then you could kind of go back. It's kind of like a Lego in that way, I think. You know, where once you unlock characters, you can go back and do another chapter with the different characters. Blah, blah, blah. And you'd have to do to unlock other things and stuff like that. So Ultimate Alliance was was that way. And, and the graphics are great. And it was, you know, it's that top, you know what it looks like. It's that top down, you know, view kind of like I always say gauntlet when I bring that up. And everyone's like, what's gauntlet? But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's that, you know, dungeon crawler top top view video game and um it was it was it was so awesome that even Jesse, um, she got into it for a bit as well, and uh, she couldn't get enough of it. And that she's never been what I would call a video gamer. She just she has these niche, you know, couple three games that she really liked a lot that she was pretty obsessive about it. But overall, video games aren't her thing. But I'm telling you, Patrick, if you'd play it, and pro and I not even. You know, in the past, if you'd play it now, I guarantee you'd uh, dig it. It's all about you know having the time to do stuff like that. But how many? It so it's multiplayer, correct? Yeah, exactly. That was another thing too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should look into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the dates it was released, and now I know why I don't remember it. 
It was okay. released in October of 2006, and okay. I recently, in May of 2006, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My wife now. <laughs> gotcha. And she's not a gamer. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense, because I was like, how can I not remember this game? It sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, I think I think we have played it before, though. I think we've played it together before, though, at some point. But uh, maybe it just wasn't very much because of that very thing. You know, yeah. So. Not to mention, you know, we've talked about the past anyway. When you first started dating Emily, I guess some other strains were happening in life. So, you know. <clears throat> um, so so I did, I've got a couple other notes. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up this week? Do you have any, Patrick? Uh, just real quickly, I remember when you were talking about the uh, McFarland toys. Okay. Um, I rem- we I was at Target yesterday, the day before, and I saw their new Swamp Thing figure. He's really cool. He's gigantic. I think he's like okay. forty bucks. But I was I was impressed. He's he's pretty neat looking. And that's a McFarland toy. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, he's neat. Wow, I need to check. Well, I probably shouldn't check that out, but I guess I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it'd be cool. When and. Uh, you know, we've talked about the. I got a gigantic um, Mortal Kombat spawn that I can't decide if I want to sell it, keep it in the box forever, or take it out and make it look like a cool statue. You've seen that, Mike. Well, you probably know what I'm talking about, too, yeah. right, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, I think they released them in a couple different colors, actually, too. Yeah, I like the the most quote unquote normal one. You know, yeah, that's the one yeah. we got. Too. But it is, it's pretty epic. So let's just take a vote right now from both of you right now. What do you think I should do? You think I should break it out and display it, keep it in the package or sell it? What do you think? You're such a Spawn fan. I'd break it out. Yeah, I would take it out. All right. Nice. That was awesome. I like that. I like that. So I'm, I'm going to do that. So or my two. Sorry. That thing's, I mean, it's, it's on the scale of, you know, some statues that, that we've all had. So, that's the way I would treat that. Yeah, thank you. That's that's uh, thank you for the advice. I'm gonna take it. So I'll share a picture of that as soon as I, I get around to doing that. So did you guys try to order the McFarlane uh, Batman issue 423 figure that was a Target exclusive? It was a Target online exclusive. I'm glad you brought that up, Patrick. Which what do you have to say about that? Uh, I the only thing I went as far as to check to see if it was still available when I when I saw the posting about it and the, the signed version was gone but the regular edition was still available to order but I didn't. Yeah, I was the same way. Once you told me about it, uh, Mike, I went and looked for it, and that was the same way. The signed was gone, and the regular wasn't. But then I still didn't go for it, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. It is what do you guys think of that anyway? I love it. But it's way out of my price range. I'm, I don't get m- much into toys. Yeah. So that that's what kept me from doing it. But I think it looks awesome. Patrick? Eh, not so much on my part. Yeah. I, yeah. I I'm, I'm going to have to lean on Patrick's uh, opinion this time, Mike. I, yeah, I just... I don't know why it doesn't do it for me exactly. I think it's probably because the... It's just so it's just so rigid. It's just so stiff, you know. There's there's yeah, at that point 
don't make it an action figure make it a mini statue or something you know exactly right yeah that's yeah see that's why i love that you're here now patrick you put my you, you explain my own thoughts better than i do yeah I, all right that's well, probably that's probably what it is yeah well done i hate it now too <laughs> <laughs> the, the the one cool thing is is that you can get rid of that big stiff you know, Head, or, cape, yeah, the cape, yeah, mm-hmm. and put a normal cape on them. I, I mean, if you're looking for a little extra value there, but yeah, it, I, it, if I, I, it looks cool, but I would rather have a statue of it than an action figure. I think there's no point in it being an action figure, even right. though, even though it, there's probably not, not much action. But, well, there is. I take that back because once you take it off off that rigid cape, and you can use the flexible cape or whatever. There, it does have action figure joints and things, but sort of defeating the purpose. You're buying it for that. McFarlane pose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, now I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I, you know, I don't like that uh, cape changing thing. And the reason is, is because it's, it's not a cape change. It's a head change. So you actually have to take the head and the cape off and put a new head on it. And then the way the one looks without the rigid, rigid cape, I think it has a cloth cape or something. It it looks it doesn't look right either way. And I mean, I think it looks aw- like you said. I, I think it looks awesome as kind of a statue with the full cape on. But as far as action figure use, then once you take the full cape off and you'd have it work like an action figure, it doesn't look right because the cape is funky when you take away the big cape. You know, it's yeah. It's I just got all kinds of issues with it. Now, all that being said, I don't hate it. <laughs> you know it's still it's still like you said looks cool right and i wouldn't mind having it but if i got those kind of complaints for it the only way i'm gonna ever have that thing is if i find it at a flea market for 10 bucks or something you know and yeah i'm not gonna pay that kind of money for those kind of issues you know so yeah i mean it's 50 dollars. that's yeah that's a lot and then he just read didn't he just read print a whole bunch or you know whatever it's called for making action figures a whole bunch of them produced a whole bunch more or something i think it's re-released again second time there were some issues initially i'm not sure yeah Yeah, there there was some kind of production or shipment problem with that figure okay so anyway yeah so mike did you have any ideas you wanted to kind of cover i wanted to uh um just talk quickly about if we got any new books, because as you guys saw, I got a new book this week and um, had some interesting aspects to it. So okay. I ended up getting The Witching Hour number 10 with uh, the Neil Adams cover. And okay. what really caught my eye on it was the stamp, which I thought it was a price stamp for the UK. It, it has like TMP and then with a 5P. So I thought it was five pence. I don't even know how much five pence is. <laughs> so even thinking that I may be ridiculous. Uh, but then Patrick actually did some research and found out. And I thought it was pretty cool. So basically the TP. Uh, let me find my paperwork here. Okay. <laughs> oh, it stands for Thorpe and Porter. And they were uh, an, uh, a publication importer. And there was a, hold on. There was a, uh, a ban on 
importing uh, different um, publications from the U.S., a U.K. band that uh, ran from like 1940-something, 1959. So after that was lifted, uh, the they, these were imported and Thor Thorpe and Porter imported them, put their stamp on it, and then they were sold in the U.K. Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. Did you say you posted that in the group? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Patrick's research to list that? It's or under this video. Yeah, it's in the comments. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is just another, you know, instance where, you know, that stamp, you know, can really generate a secondary interest in the book you know and i think it has for mike it's it's it is there is there is good and bad to those stamps for sure okay yeah so so basically what's happening now is mike is winning over the millions, <laughs> of, li the millions of listeners and me maybe as to how these stamps can that will not only you know make a have a value difference but also an interesting especially you know, backstory, you know, value to it. So yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah. Cause this one, what, what they did, I think the, as the, the extra books, like this book was due to come off the shelf on the newsstands. So they'd be gathered up and um, then they'd be just shipped over. All the excess would be shipped over to the UK and then the new issue would come out in the U.S. And, and take its place on the stands. So I think it's kind of cool that, you know, the stamp on this one in particular kind of shows its history, its travel history, you know. So this is a U.K. edition, basically. Um, but then it made its way all the way back to the United States. <laughs> so. Yeah, you think about it, that, that means it was on the newsstand shelf twice. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm 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 not quite on board with the stamps are awesome yet, but I am on the fence. Uh, you have moved me to the fence officially. That's a good story. Couple couple more of those, and I'll probably move to the stamps are cool side. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can find one with an Aussie stamp on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, did you get anything else this week? You know, um, you, you know, I haven't even watched that video yet. That's why I don't know this. Because you, what you mentioned that in your last opening video where Mark start, starts talking about Legos at the beginning in yeah. that video. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I haven't even watched that yet. I I tried to watch it again yesterday, but it's so funny. I want to start at the beginning every right. time I try to watch it, and I have I've just barely got past my or Mark talking about his Legos every time, and then I keep getting interrupted for some reason. You know, so I haven't seen past that. So yeah. now, now I know what to look for in that too. And speaking of uh, marks and Legos too, uh, I'm surprised I didn't think of asking you this when we were talking about him just a few minutes ago. But how's he doing on the Batmobile and uh, the uh, Pose X-wing? How are those coming along? Well, Poe Dameron's X-wing, he got really frustrated on it and, and stopped. So that's still in its. Uh, the state it was the last time I yeah, saw the it. The same state it was. The Batmobile, he finished it. I think we took a picture, posted it on his page, 
and it has since been dismantled. <laughs> it's gone through the cycle. Through uh, through choice or use. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, he would, he would drive it around, and it would take damage, and then he kind of put it together, and then it would take more damage, and then I don't think he ever – he did that numerous times. And then uh, I think now it's just sitting in a few pieces. But what we – you know, we always save – yeah, uh, the books. So you can always go back through, find all the pieces you need, and rebuild it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick, do you follow uh, Mark's Lego page on Facebook? Uh, I Mike gave me the link. Uh, okay. So have you seen that Batman Lego? That's pretty yeah, cool. I don't, remember, I don't remember seeing that. I off the check. It's the new. It's the new Batman. Oh, okay. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I saw those out at Walmart. They look pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, too. And I love to, you know, I don't know exactly. Well, I guess grandkids is the answer preemptively to the question I'm getting ready to ask. Is I don't know what I'm – I'm living vicariously through Mark because I don't have any little boys anymore. So, yeah. you that's know, good. You, Mike, know, you don't have to worry yeah. about stepping on them in the middle of the night or anything like that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Every time I see something cool, I'm like, oh, man, I need to get this for Mark <laughs> every time. <laughs> And I don't like to leave core out, but I just, you know, with Mark being a little boy, it's just easier for me to, you know, find a million things that I want to get him because, you know, it's like the old joke I always used to say with Homer buying Marge a uh, bowling ball for right. her birthday or something. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, so, yeah, I was just curious about uh, the updates of, of his Legos. Legos, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that's the only book. A back issue book that I got. I got new issues. Um, I have another one coming for next week, so that should probably be here. Hopefully Wednesday or Thursday I can talk about it next episode. Okay. okay. So did you guys How get anything you? new? Um, I didn't get new or old. I didn't get anything this week. I went on a, a gaming rampage this week. My, my households in general is really, really sick and... Uh, and then I'm still not back to work. I'm finally going to get back to work tomorrow. And um, yeah, I'm still in a slump. I uh, I just haven't been out of the house much lately. So I don't, and I haven't done any comic book ordering, but I've done board game, tabletop game ordering a lot. So I didn't get anything this week. How about you, Patrick? I just got say the the last Walking Dead hardcover collection that i needed oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. So now i have i have the whole run of those which i'm glad uh, if we just sell off the rest of my trade paperbacks to make up for it and I'll, everything will be fine uh and i also the uh my blu-ray of the suicide squad arrived this week too so we actually watched that last night <laughs> okay so first of all with your um hardback of walking dead i saw it, and that is so awesome not only it's awesome in general, but yeah, just getting a complete set is so satisfying. That that's that's like a moment in itself. Anytime it happens, right? Well, yeah, and then you don't have to worry about like I, what I was worried about is I needed one more, and you have that in the back of your mind. What if you know does that go out of print, and then you know it goes shoots way up in price, and you regret not buying it. And so now it's all done, and you can just move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And have you read every issue of Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Multiple times? Uh, no. Okay. I've, I've only read a total of maybe like five issues in total. And it was like at in the middle of everything, you know. So, Mike, have you read every single one? Yes, I've read them all once. And I'll probably... I'm getting the Walking Dead Deluxe. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably try to read it again this time in color just to see how uh, how I feel reading it in color. That'd be interesting to hear about. Yeah. So we just got an update through uh, Johnny. Um, so good news, bad news. Uh, good news is it's nothing extremely horrible, but bad news, he's sick, basically. So he, that's why he's not with us today for all of his fans. Um he also included in this notification his heartfelt apologies uh, to his fans that we're really looking forward to hearing from this week. So, you know, get well soon, John. We'll, we'll hopefully see you next week. So, yep. So anyway, I want to talk about games a little bit. So first thing is um, I wanted to kind of explain my midweek crawl through status. Um, and this kind of goes again with what I just said. I, it, I'm just like stuck in the mud in my life over the past few weeks. And and you kind of think, I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, maybe you can relate, but you kind of think when your life is like my life has been recently, which is kind of cooped up and not being able to get to work and, you know, other frustrations happening in your life, illnesses and stuff like that. It's like you got all kinds of time. You should be able to do you should be able to take accomplish all kinds of stuff you were you were always using the excuse before oh, I I'm not doing that because I don't have the time and then you have this time because you're kind of like stuck that's not how it's how it's worked out for me <laughs> you know so um do you guys relate to can you guys relate to that yeah I know what you mean it, it's yeah. funny how your job kind of gets you motivated to get up and get moving. It is. It is. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You get up early, you go to work. And then when you're done with work, you're kind of out and about and you're moving and motivated and you kind of get stuff done. Yeah. There's days that you can't go to work. I mean, luckily for you, the the snow's finally gone. You can get back out to work. But um, yeah, whenever you don't have that, uh, which you're dedicated to, um, it's hard to get that motivation, especially in wintertime. Yeah. I think the sun is is a, a, a you know does the body and the sun yeah. is out <laughs> right yeah it's it's not only snowy with bad weather and people are sick in the house but yeah it's gloomy as hell outside yeah you know my shed's only like 15 feet from the back of my house and i i've all kind of, I, i've got so much to take care of in there and i haven't touched any of it in the past you know, month so you relate to that patrick that how you yeah. kind of yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I I had all these grand designs at Christmas time where I was going to read this or play some video games or something, and yeah. not, not much of that materialized. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So anyway, so again, like I said, I wanted to address uh, the midweek crawl through not happening. Uh, we need we do need to take our first break though. Uh, Got to pay the bills, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Listen, Loki is a bad guy, period. If you think he's a good guy, you're mistaken, and he has you fooled. 
because every single thing that he does that seems like it could be for good is for selfish reasons. I have no idea what you're talking about. He literally tried to save the universe in this series. Just to save himself. How? If he, he knew he had to save the universe or he'd be dead too. So he, again, he wasn't a good guy. He just, it was coincidentally that it was good for all because it was good for him. Is this you on the internet? Are you tired of arguing with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes along? Does it waste so much of your time you can't make any money in the real world? Well, we understand. So for just $100 a week, we will reply as you to anybody that says anything to you on the internet. And yes, we will do full research behind your differing opinions on differing subjects, so we'll be ready for what anybody has to throw at you and in your opinion, regardless of how we feel. For a completely unbiased reply to every single comment that's made to you on the internet, call Rebuts for Bucks. And for just $100 a week, we will be your rest. And yes, if you want to reply to someone personally, we offer discounts. We also offer monthly and yearly packages for even more savings. So don't forget, call Rebuts for Bucks. And we're back. Man, uh, that was a a new one. What did you guys think of that one? That was awesome, right? Yeah, it was well done. It was good. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate it. Worked hard on that one, you know. So you can tell, you can tell, and it's high quality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just noticed during the break too, the pens are losing again. They pull they, it out. They were losing came, the other day. Yeah, they uh, came back with two. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I've been, I've been making it a point to catch all the games because my boy hooked me up with. Uh, his uh, info to watch the games through my phone. So even if I can't pay attention to the whole thing, I've, I've always got it on. So I'm being a much better Penguins fan this year. You know, you got it on Patrick or Mike? Yeah. You too? I'm just kind of out of my line of sight, but I keep getting the text updates. So I saw that they were losing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, cause I just have the Roku and, oh. uh, the other day, I tried figuring out a way to watch it. Um, if it's on like CBS or NBC, I can catch it. Yeah. But any other channels, then I can't. And, you know, I'm out of market. So the ch- chances of me getting it are, are pretty slim. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ESPN. Yeah. That's basically with Peacock, which is NBC, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have and that. The- and then Paramount, which is CBS, right? I have that too. And then ESPN, that's the key you're missing. Yeah, and I used to have ESPN through Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Um, but then when we moved, something... It, we, I think we canceled that, that one and got it some other way. I don't know. I'm not involved with all that stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. if, you guys, if you guys have Hula or... Hulu or ESPN, I think you can catch a lot of those games since you're out of the Pittsburgh market. Right, right. I have a Hulu account, but it's the it's not like the top one. I'm gonna have to look on there for it then. 
Yeah, you should look into it. I think you might be able to see them. Yeah, that'd be great. Because I know Marcus wants to watch some Penguins games too. Well, the way I learned this was I actually just downloaded the NHL app. And then in the NHL app, it says ways to watch. And then you can click that and it'll show all the options of where it's playing. Okay. That's what I, that's what I had to do with the Steelers game. Uh, speaking of that, I wanted, that was actually one of the things I wanted to bring up with, uh, you know, Ben being done. First of all, you know, I, I don't pay attention to the NFL hardly at all anymore. Uh, but has he officially announced his retirement yet? Yeah. Officially announced? I think so. I didn't see anything, but I, the articles I've read, and then I, I think at the end of that Kansas City game, he may have uh, had a little press conference or something that I didn't see. I haven't seen that yet either. Patrick, have you? I, I don't think I've seen anything official. I mean, that's everyone expects that to happen, but. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I knew that, which that's why I wanted to bring it up because I want to talk like we're assuming that he's done, obviously. But the fact is, from everything I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's just an assumption at this point. I mean, an extremely educated and, and valid assumption. But nevertheless, it's still an assumption because nothing official has happened yet. Right. I mean, that's that's where I am. But anyway, like I said, we can talk about it like it's done. I wanted to for a minute. <clears throat> excuse me again um so like the first thing i i uh i had to find a way to watch him that's what made me get peacock because the only way i could watch the Steeler game was through the peacock app because i don't have any kind of cable anymore or anything um so i was able to watch the game and uh i mean obviously that's not a good way to go out but uh but you know you got a couple late touchdowns or whatever so it wasn't a complete atrocity but man i i so, I don't know how important Ben is. I mean, I know Ben's important to all of us. But, and I've obviously talked to Mike more than you, Pat, over the years about it. But, so, how, how, what did this mean to you, if anything? Um, it, it means, I think, a lot of losing seasons ahead for the Steelers. Yeah. Until they, until they you know, find their course, you know, going forward. But, uh yeah, I'm not a huge football fan. I, you know, I watch the Steelers, uh, but you know, it, it, they were lucky to have him for 18 years. 18 years, I think. So, Are they, was it 16 or 18? I'm not sure, but 18. Uh, was it 18? Okay. Yeah, 2004 was his rookie year. Okay. So were you a Ben fan too? On top of uh, obviously just being a Steelers fan, were you a Ben fan too, or was it just because he was the Steelers quarterback? Patrick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I was, I, I'm just more of a Steelers fan on the yeah. surface level. Is that kind of where you two are, uh, are Mike, or uh, or is there more to it for you? Um, I think it's mostly because he, he played for the Steelers, um, but it does extend a little bit to his um, kind of his dedication to the city of Pittsburgh. You yeah. Know, he could. He probably could have looked for more money elsewhere. But yeah. I think it was important to him to continue to play for the city. Um, yeah, that goes a long way with me when uh, when guys. I think Juju Smith Schuster is kind of the same way. I think he would prefer to stick around in Pittsburgh instead of chasing the money because when these guys do that, they to me they end up falling off the radar. Yeah. 
Yeah, I um, so just to chime in, uh, what for Johnny for a second, you know, I think he was mentioning a few episodes ago that you know he wasn't a big personal Ben fan because he had heard negative things about it. That he mentioned that a few episodes ago, I don't know whether maybe we were talking privately or um, you know, it, it, he had heard, I guess. And hopefully I'm getting this right. Hopefully it's not a horrible memory crash right now, but I, I'm 99% sure it was Johnny talking about how he had heard some negative things from, you know, people that it actually meant Ben. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, I'd heard stories like that over the years. And I, I honestly, that those really don't affect me too much as long as I don't hear like, you know, the worst kind of stories. You know, if it's just a, oh, he was a jerk. Or, you know, little things like that. It's like everybody has bad days, that, you know, and and if it happens at the wrong moment, especially if you've got celebrity status, I think it can kind of unfairly define you to some people. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I, I never felt negatively towards Ben as a person. Uh, obviously, I didn't know him personally, so all my positives are sports related. But, yeah, it's the, it's the other kind of outside the sports things, like you're mentioning, Mike, that – you know, it seemed it was important for him to stay in Pittsburgh, which goes a long way with us. But then also his, you know, the whole drama that unfolded uh, between him and Bettis uh, in his final season, that was all very uh, endearing for me to Ben as a person. I really liked all that. Uh, I like to kind of brag to my own horn about my Ben prediction, which, you know, I don't know, take it or leave it as whether it's special or not. But I think you might actually been there, Mike, but I think I've mentioned this to you before and you say you don't remember or whatever. But when we first saw Ben take over from Tommy, I called it in the first game. I was like, and, I, and, 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 and I'm going to say this also that I never, this wasn't like a regular thing I would call, but I like called it first game. I was like, this guy's going to win us some Super Bowls, like right out of the gate. So, you know, again, two bound horn, and I don't remember it, but I uh, I can imagine that's something that uh, you know you would say. And I I do I remember that game. Yeah, I remember when we were watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, like like you said, you know, I think it means a lot. He wanted to stay here, and he could have gone elsewhere. And you know, I, I heard a lot of people frustrated this year too with him even coming back this year. Is that is that the case for you guys? I, don't I heard know. that, but and the few games that I did watch, and I actually went to uh, one of the early games that we lost against Cincinnati. Um, you know, I I think some of the offensive uh, play calling wasn't good. It just seemed like they never let him go downfield. You know, just aired out. It was a get the ball out of out of your hands as fast as you can kind of deals yeah yeah how'd you feel about Patrick? were you happier or uh didn't care or sad that he came back this year uh i think they would have been worse off without him okay i agree with that how how many years was it between bradshaw when did bradshaw retire 1981 i think no no i think it was because I think is Bradshaw the reason that the Steelers didn't draft Dan Marino, which 83, I think was Marino's rookie year. 
I don't know, Patrick. You know? Yeah, uh, that's way. That's before I was not a big football fan until I was like in late teenagers. Yeah, let so. me see when he retired because I think yeah, eighty three he retired, and I think that that uh, he was he said he was going to come back, so they didn't draft Dan Marino, and then he ended <laughs> up retiring. That was, was like twelve years old back then. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think that's, and I was always bitter that the Steelers didn't draft Marino. I, I man, they were one of my favorite quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, so I'm a Neil O'Donnell fan. So I think I was, I was until that one play. I, I even was after that play. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a staunch Neil O'Donnell defender for years, but um, you know Neil O'Donnell O'Donnell actually had some good years. So basically, how long was it from Bradshaw and and I, you know I don't know whether you want to pull up the Google machine real quick or not, but how many years was it from Bradshaw retiring to O'Donnell starting? Because obviously we went to the Super Bowl, even though we lost, we went, you know, uh, and then O'Donnell leaving the Steelers, and then. Uh, ben coming in, you know, because yeah. I mean, Tommy was okay, but he, you know, he wasn't a big, you know, he wasn't a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I was a bigger Tommy fan than I was Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, and, and then of course there's Cordell, but I was a bigger Neil yeah. fan than Cordell, although I was a, a Cordell fan. I like him a lot, you know. Yeah, I liked Cordell. But Tommy was, or uh, Neil O'Donnell was 1990 to 1995. Okay, so seven years. Okay. Five years. Oh, oh you're yeah. talking about right between Bradshaw, yeah, because we had Mark right. Malone and uh, Mike Tomzak in the '80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I, I think after O'Donnell was probably Tommy, and then Tommy's injury went right to Ben. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest reason I'm saying that, Patrick, is maybe we weren't in store for so many years. I mean, maybe four or five, but. You know, we seem to find somebody pretty decent fairly quick, you know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe. see. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of my all-time favorite Pittsburgh Steelers was Heinz Ward, and he is might be interviewing to be a head coach, I think, it uh, for the Tennessee Titans. What? Really? Yep. yep. Well, I mean, good for him, but that'll suck, seeing him on the Titans' side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll follow the Titans a little bit because of him. I just, he's my favorite. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's definitely awesome. That's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, express that, you know, well wishes to Ben. Um, I, I talked to Tyler a little bit about it, and. Yeah, he's like, I made the suggestion that it was possible without it being official. Watch him sneak back in. Like you were just saying with Bradshaw, the opposite. Bradshaw was supposed to come back and he didn't. Who knows with Ben, maybe all this, you know, fanfare is happening over him retiring. But without it being official, I mean, you can (laughs) change that. You know, I actually, that reminds me of a funny uh, story that... Uh, Gronkow- I saw Gronkowski in an interview. He was actually going to be traded by the Patriots. Uh, and then he said he was going to retire. Yeah. So the trade so the trade didn't go through, and then he came back. Yeah. I think I looked it up. I think Ben has 
officially announced that his retirement. He has. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. You keep having these little disclaimers at the end. You think so? What? What's well, making? Video. You... I didn't want to watch the video while we're. What's the cap? What's the title of the video? Um, let me get back to it. I lost it. Something okay. like Roethlisberger officially retires. <laughs> okay. Well, then that is official. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's. And it's from, anyway, it's on the uh, Steelers that... website. It's on the Steelers website. Yeah. Um, so I was mentioning, obviously before now, you just told me that, uh, but I was mentioning how that would be funny for him to come back after all this fanfare and, and, right. and, and Tyler was like, I will hate him if he comes back next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially if they pass up a great draft. I've heard the, the next quarterback draft isn't, uh, there's really no one good there, but I don't follow college ball or even the NFL much anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm just looking this up real quick, and yeah, man, I I don't see it. It's not. I'm right, like, I'm, I'm, okay, I find it for me. I'll find it and send it to you. I'm gonna keep this pipe dream of a nightmare alive that he comes back. Okay. <laughs> um. Maybe you're confused. I saw this uh, article, and I know we're comics and collectibles. We're not talking comics and collectibles right now. But we're also Pennsylvania boys, so this is important for us. So anybody, uh, anybody listening that's not from Pennsylvania, sorry about it. But uh, Butler announces retirement too. But anyway, um, okay. So uh, back to geek culture then. So I just wanted to make mention of all that. Yeah. Real quick, you, you know, you you've brought up Tyler a couple times here now, and I think we should have had him on as a special guest to talk about the Moon Knight trailer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, the, that that trailer looks pretty awesome. Uh, you guys agree? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched the new one. Mike, you're yeah, you're Mike, a geek. Mike tries to avoid trailers, right? I do, but I actually just pulled up the the Batman trailer the other night and watched it with Cora. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hit or miss, I guess. It is. It is. I don't follow my own rules. <laughs> Patrick, what's your uh, knowledge on the history of Moon Knight? Uh, very limited. I was never a big Moon Knight fan. You have any? Yeah, I do have a few. Why don't a you share the, that with the audience? Yeah, just a few of the original issues. Not not many, just ones that I would come across randomly and probably pick up just because I was I could buy a comic book. I wasn't really searching Moon Knight out. And I think there was like a late mid to late 80s series, The, the Fist of Konsu, that I... I did buy, but I never really loved it. And then, you know, I, I kind of liked him as a member of like the West Coast Avengers. And I think he was on like a secret Avengers team or something like that. I, I, I enjoyed him more as a team player. I just never really got into his solo books. Well, I have to admit, the only thing I know about him is how cool he looks and his name. That's all I know. What do you know, Mike? Uh, not a whole lot. And I actually read the um Jeff Lemire series um it was good it was very confusing to me uh, you know a lot of the um Egyptian stuff I just don't follow very well and uh -huh. um so yeah. visually I think he's awesome but yeah the storytelling I just I couldn't follow it very well 
I think, you know, you're on something, something there about the Egyptian mythology. Plus you have the split personality aspect of Moon Knight and that makes things confusing at sometimes. I think he's a hard character to, to latch on to. Yeah. What are you, what are you aware of in his backstory? Like, how did he become Moon Knight? You know, you know that Patrick? Uh, I couldn't say for sure. I think of something about he, he died in the Egyptian tomb or something. It was resurrected by the Egyptian gods. I, I, I can't say that for certain. Like I said, not, not really a big follower. Yeah. Of well, what'd you think of his costume in this trailer? when he actually became the the big moon knight look reveal at the end looked pretty cool i don't i never envisioned the costume as being like uh almost sort of iron manish or black pantherish where it was forming around him um but it it looked cool it seems kind of mummy-ish right yeah there's that too i didn't even think of that and that would that would make sense in the overall egyptian mythology i suppose yeah, I, I don't exactly know what to think about it. it they might sell me on it. Um, you know, we haven't even really covered in general uh, Moon Knight for anybody who's not familiar with it or the trailer. So, you know, Moon Knight uh, is he's 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 all white uh, with a white cape and a white hood, and he's got a moon on his chest right and um but he's he's 100 white other than when it when we see him drawn and this is what might be a little bit off for me in the live action trailer is we always just saw a shade under his hood with eyes coming out of the darkness as his face right a lot of the time, I think that's true. What would see? I've never see. That's how naive I am about Moon Knight. Then I've never seen it uh, different than that. If if you're saying a a lot of the time, what was the other time? What did it look like in comics? Sort of like the trailer. Like you can see his white face mask. Oh, really? Like, yeah, if he's under the direct light. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess they did okay in the trailer then, because I've just never seen that before. So that's why it was kind of off. But I've, I've also mentioned this many times that whenever the first Spider-Man was released and they re- and they showed how the Green Goblin was going to look, I'm like, oh, man, it looks stupid because it's a Green Goblin helmet instead of his face. But then I've grown to love that immensely. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to have me – they're going to sell this to me better in the show or whatever to where I'll latch onto it. But if it's looked that way in a lot of comic books, it seems like the comic book readers uh, won't be bothered by it. They'll, they'll think it's just legit. So, but overall it, it seemed like a great show. Didn't it seem like it was kind of like, uh, um, damn, drawing a blank, uh, Morbius. They they kind of they kind of played it like it was similar to Morbius. Those two trailers kind of side by side. Did they seem similar? Or is it just me? What do you guys think? Uh, maybe I've only I only watched the Moon Knight once. Um, okay. I only watched the Morbius trailer. <laughs> oh, you haven't even seen the Moon Knight trailer. Oh, you said that's right. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, Mike. sorry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, they seemed uh, kind of similar to me. Are you guys excited for Morbius too? Yeah. I am. 
Somewhat, yeah. I, I again, I don't, I don't particularly like the idea of splitting off the Spider-Man villains into their own standalone films like Venom and Morbius. I, it kind of, you know, I, I without Spider-Man, it's kind of a hard sell for me. Yeah, I definitely one hundred percent agree with that on Venom, uh, but Morbius. It might might connect with me a little bit better. I don't know. Has, has obviously has yet to be seen. One thing that's good about it is for comic collectors, though. If they, I mean, uh, uh, you know, speculators and and sellers like us, you know, when they when they make these offshoots, you know, it really does something for the books, <laughs> the old books. You know. Yeah, I wonder if they they don't put these villains with Spider Man because of the tone, you know. Morbius is very dark. Even Venom's a dark character. So those yeah. movies are are dark and, and stuff like that. Whereas the Spider-Man movies, they 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 hint to it, but but not really. So I wonder if they they want to keep them separate so it doesn't really make the Spider-Man movie extremely dark. What do you think of that, Patrick? I, I feel like that's a possibility, but I more so think that it's the fact that we have these characters on our license and we're going to try to make as much money as we can before that could be it money yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing and you mentioned actually real quick that you uh saw suicide squad and the reason that came into my head after what we just talked about is because that's another one with the suicide squads plural in uh the second suicide squad it's it's brought a lot of really obscure characters to the forefront of people's minds with comics and just you know obviously comic fans in general that are even aware of them you know seeing them live action it's kind of like johnny mentioning in uh uh with um arsenal right arsenal in uh peacemaker how vigilante. that's kind of no, or vigilante. Vigilante, that's right. yeah vigilante i'm sorry yeah yeah um you know, it's kind of cool when they bring all these characters. But in general, though, uh, Patrick, so did you, you said you got the Suicide Squad and you watched it, right? Yeah, we watched it last night. Well, what do we think? Uh, I definitely liked it better than the first one. Uh, it, it, holy cow, was it gory? Um, yeah. That's James Gunford. That's his horror roots. He's, he, I guess he was restrained a lot in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he just let it all hang out on Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, I thought it sort of started out slow. I liked the second half of the movie better. Yeah, even me though, too. Even though, you know, spoilers, the main villain, I I never pictured the main villain to, I always pictured him as floating. I never pictured him as a ground-based threat. Which was yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good you put it that way too, because uh, that's, it, it is kind of, I feel the same way with I enjoyed the second half better than the first half. But yeah, the sec, it, my complaints about the first half were kind of how it was kind of a little bit off the rails goofy for me. Yeah. But then I like the second half better, but it's arguable that the second half was goofier than the first. <laughs> given given the antagonist villain, yes. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. You try to... Second half. Say that again? I... I didn't get to the second half <laughs> because it's <laughs> because of time or because you hated it so much that you didn't make it. No, it, something came up and we had to turn it off and I just haven't made it back. I think 
you know, it, it's funny. James Gunn probably had just short boxes full of these odd throwaway characters, first appearances or something. So he, you know, put them all in his movie. <laughs> that <laughs> might be true. Money off of these books. <laughs> that might be true. Who knows? But anyway, I do want to get back to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, have you guys ever heard the term weeb? W-E-E-B? As in a common uh, current slang? No. Patrick? Yeah, that sounds familiar. What is it? Uh, Japan, Japanime lovers? That's what they call Japan people mm -hmm. that are like okay. really Japanime fans? Does that ring a bell? No, it doesn't. Because I never heard it before either, you know. Um, I actually have that in my notes from a couple weeks ago too. I can't remember exactly what I wanted to say about it, but the biggest thing I was uh, curious of is uh, I think Lexi mentioned it to me. You know, we've been talking a lot of Japanime stuff, um, not specifically uh, anything individually, but just the fact that it's so big um, and Johnny talking about how huge it is, which I can, you know, I've, I've said every time he brings it up, I can validate that uh, how much Japanime has blown up it is a fact with kids because, you know, uh, and of course, Mike can with Cora as well. And yeah, Ayla, or, uh, Lexi is totally into that stuff right now. And yeah, that weeb is the first time I've heard that recently. But um, yeah, weeb, I guess, defines people that are into uh, Japanime modern day, you know. So, Mike, you need to confirm that with Cora for me, okay? Yeah. I always heard the term otaku. An otaku fan who liked Japanese manga and animation. Whoa. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I never heard of it. Is Cora around, Mark? I mean, Mike? No, she's roller skating. Okay. Um, if Valor, Valor keeps sticking his head in the door, if he comes by one more time, I'll ask him if he's ever heard of it. So the, okay. on, online, it says a weave is a der, yeah, derisive term for a non-Japanese person who is so obsessed with Japanese culture that they wish they were actually Japanese. That's like taking it to the next level there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's a slang thing. I haven't heard it. I'll ask Cora. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, she hasn't been to school much with all the... Oh, yeah. Days. And that's basically who she, she talks most of... Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking of her uh, roller skating, I meant to tell you, we made it to ice skating last Saturday. Um, yeah, you told me you were going to go. So you, uh, we didn't this week because uh, actually Ayla has COVID. Oh. I don't know whether I told you that, Patrick, but yeah. So Ayla's home and, you know, we got to keep her quarantined or whatever. And uh, she's not going to be going to school. So we're, that's why we're not ice skating this week. But, we made you it last week. You were too. nursing an injury too, correct? Yeah, yeah, but but I so I didn't skate last week because of that injury. Um, but I, if we'd have been able to go this week, I'd uh, I'd have given it a shot because I'm still kind of stiff from it and stuff, and it's still a, a little bit limiting. But I'm uh, I'm I'm ready to get back on the ice, coach. Whenever you know, I get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids were going to go ice skating, but everybody decided to go roller skating instead. Why do they go roller skating in Nassus? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> well, that is officially it for all of my notes. Oh, wait. No, I've got one more. 
and I've actually been intentionally. What did you guys have any more? I'm sorry, I shouldn't. I have one thing. Um, okay. I had shared this on on the, the Excel page. I read She Hulk. Um, oh right, right, yeah, that's right, yeah. I remember telling you that it's like, I'm, I'm not even gonna give that book. I'm not even gonna read that. I'm not even gonna buy it because you know the the author is a YA author, and I figured it's just gonna be the same old thing with why yeah. authors writing comic books yeah, yeah. then you said well you should at least give it a chance hey mike so, what does ya mean young adult okay young adult yeah so it's an author that's typically an author for young adult novels right right okay. and when i say young I, and i think it seems like most young adult authors write for young adult girls <laughs> <laughs> more than um, young adult boys got it, got it. that's yeah. my perception um, okay this isn't a bad thing it's just that you know for so that's who's writing this. I bought the art germ cover. So I figured at the very least, I've got a great cover. Yeah, that is a great cover. Yeah. And I read it. And it, yeah, it reads just like a YA novel. <laughs> yeah, so you no surprise there, yeah. Yeah, so I will not be buying issue number two. Because um, it's, yeah, this book is just not for me at all. Are you going to keep it just because of the cover then? For now. Yeah. Maybe I'll just tear the cover off. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, well, maybe you could frame it. It's a yeah. really nice cover. <laughs> it's, it's a really great cover, but that um, might be one of those ones that would be a perfect candidate for slabbing in nope. case they value the. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I've got a lot of other books I'd rather slab um, than this one, but uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. It's her character is just kind of this uh she's written as if she's this super awkward um teenager girl who can't even get out of her own way oh really yeah um I mean, until she's she hulk and then when she's she hulk she's she's all awesome um that sort yeah. of sounds like a step backwards because you know i think that's sort of the portrayal of jen walter's traditionally but then she's over the years she's changed and become more of the typical seahawk personality but then again maybe they're doing this because of the upcoming disney plus series you know yeah yeah Uh, did you pick it up patrick i did but i don't have it yet dcbf did you get the art germ cover i did not i think i got the regular cover which i'm a little confused i don't know if the I can't remember who did my cover, but it wasn't the Adam Hughes because I I like the regular cover I think more than the Adam Hughes cover, and I didn't even see the Art Germ cover. I don't believe when I was ordering. So, yeah. well, Patrick explained his Art Germ thing. <laughs> <laughs> where my, where, where my... So, I like Stanley Lau Art Germ. I think he's very talented, and I actually uh-huh. I actually tend to like his more sketchy less refined un not painted artwork more than so than the cover work he does but i i think i finally figured it out where his all his females have this look to them and it reminds me of my niece <laughs> and i just it's all i see now oh. that is interesting yeah yeah that's that's why you know no matter how great someone gets to be you can't please everyone because <laughs> there's going to be little things like that are just totally unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. That was another thing I didn't, uh, and this is a shout out to Johnny again, because he's the one that pointed out, maybe you knew Patrick, but I didn't know until he mentioned it in response to your post, Mike, <clears throat> that that number 40 of the original series was so expensive. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that was a tough one to, to get. I didn't realize where the price was. Holy cow. And what it's just so, just, just because of the controversial cover, right? And interiors, yeah. She has the jump rope. Jump roping, yeah. yeah. Inside, she's actually jump roping? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they must have that strategically blurred with the jump rope as it's going around, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, that's good luck with that. If you get it, I want to see it. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I went and looked. I'm like, let me see if it's more affordable just to get a trade or an omnibus or something and yeah, it's out of print and over a hundred dollars. But the the whole run, I think it's sixty issues. The whole run sells for nine hundred dollars. You know, so wow, this is crazy. That is crazy. Um, so I actually skipped over this. We we said we were going to talk about this whenever we came back from the break. Um, but my midweek crawl through status. So. You know, I, I definitely decided I want to have the midweek crawl through be more game directed than, uh, you know, the Sunday episodes. Um, and I just wasn't playing games. But then that changed over the past few days. So there's definitely going to be a midweek crawl through this week. Um, and I just want to kind of update, uh, you know, listeners about that and to let you guys know what the status of it was. It's tough to get to uh, a recording, with, especially without you guys, without a lot of initial intentional content, because we kind of obviously feed off each other a bit. But when it's just me, even when I have a, you know, a guest host, whether it be Jesse or one of the girls or whoever... You know, if I don't have the all the additional content kind of in, intentionally as an itinerary to go through, it's tough to, you know, get a midweek together. But I definitely have one yeah. for this week, you know. So, um, speaking of games, so I do want to just talk about a couple things. I don't want to <laughs> take away too much of the content of what I have intended for the, the crawl through, but... Um, I did want to mention to you, Patrick, because you're the only one that's kind of given me any kind of feedback on games at all whenever I talk about games. Um, and you were mentioning Dice Masters that you and uh, Valor were thinking about getting into that for a minute. Did you buy some of that or you're just thinking about it or what was that again? I think I got I got a uh, like a starter set on clearance at one point, but we never played it. You still have that? I think so. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I, I saw some, uh, I meant to tell you too, Mike, you shared with me that a local game store that I didn't even know existed was right. going out of business. Yeah. Um, we, me and Jesse made it up there on Saturday. Yeah. And well, it, it was exactly what you'd think a closing store that's got an 85% off everything deal going would look like four days after the deal starts. Right. A bunch of empty shelves. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of empty shelves except for some, some, uh, you know, stuff that obviously, you know, most people don't want, you know, and, uh, and that's why I was bringing up Dice Masters to you, 
Patrick, because I because they had some dice masters on the shelf there, except they weren't starter packs. Um, and the only ones that I care about at this point is they have Dungeons and Dragons dice masters as well, which I think kind of you know kind of fits the kind of the game in general better for me, you know. So, uh, like I said, I saw those dice masters and I was thinking about you. You know, I, one of my trips up to PA, you know, where I go at least six times a year, seven times a year actually, uh, and that's without family. I should, you know, we should probably uh, hook up and, and try to get a, a game of some type going, Patrick. I think you, you know, you might be just like as inclined as Mike is, you know, and it, you know, it's not a lifestyle choice for you, but we could definitely have some fun if we get together and hook random games up, especially, you know, our superheroes and stuff like that. You know, I've got a ton of those. I haven't played yet. You know, I've got the Marvel United. You said you were slightly interested in that, too, when you saw it, right, Pat? Yeah, it, I mean, it, just the miniatures alone look awesome, but it was one of those roads I figured I probably shouldn't go down. So maybe I shouldn't assume you'd want to play with me anyway. Do you want to play? So, Or do you think it'd be dangerous for me to entice you with how awesome they are? Well, yeah, at this point, you wouldn't. I don't think you'd be able to really catch up since so much was Kickstarter exclusive. But, you know, I wouldn't, I would, if, if I tried it, I would, I would, and liked it, I would most likely pick up the, you know, the base set or whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm trying to so live, you would... live with the fact that I could never have everything, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe uh, one of these times I plan on coming up there, I'll let you know ahead of time, me, you, and uh, Valor can get together and play. Maybe yeah. even Johnny, too, if he'd, if he'd uh, obviously want to, you know. Yeah. So. And we could try Dice Masters, too, because I played that, um, uh, probably half a dozen times with max and and max is a hard sell on pretty much anything you know so you know he the the fact that both of us got into it for a minute i think it shows it's uh it's a pretty good uh strategic game you know so i don't think we've ever played that right mike you never played no. nice but you know i've never played it and then uh another game that we've been playing uh, this week, Unmatched. I'll get into more of the details with the crawl through, but Unmatched is just ridiculous. Are you familiar with that one, Patrick? No. It's so good. So tune tune into the midweek. I'll tell you all about it, and you'll you'll want to go buy it. I will definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's all I had. You guys, uh, you guys have anything else? No. All right. All, all right. right, Patrick. You want to try to do a recap? Sure. I, I will okay. say real, real quickly before we wrap it up, I wanted to go back to something from last week for Johnny, just in case uh, he was really interested because I know he's a Hawkman fan. And I found myself again this week with waiting for the 10 o'clock news to come on. And I had everyone's favorite Naomi in the background. <laughs> it, it appears that there is a Thanagarian, you know, uh, which Hawkman is one of on this Talk show. Man's, yeah, and race, talking, yeah, and they're talking about Superman. So I don't know what's going on with this show. I doubt I'll, I'm interested or Johnny's going to be interested, but just wanted to update since he is a Hawkman fan that it, there's a winged warrior on that show. I don't know. Whatever. So not only one that uh, obviously he's a Hawkman fan, but then also I think he was the one that was mostly speculating that it was just her universe. Like there was no one else going to be in that universe. And that seems to be what seems to be against that. Right. 
yeah i don't so i don't know what's going on maybe there's a twist or something who knows why they would advertise it as one thing and then kind of go the other route but yeah hmm. interesting all right so go ahead and give the recap a shot well this I'm, i have big shoes to fill here and i don't know if i can okay. live up to, to johnny okay. but we learned that toys should be played with <laughs> rarely have all of the members of Acceler watched the same show all at once. <laughs> we all need to catch up. We listened to the backdoor pilot for the Acceler Sports podcast when that gets off the ground. Okay. <laughs> and, and we all want to wish Johnny the best and hope he's back with us next week. Amen. Awesome. That was a very good recap. That was awesome. Definitely did much better than I would have been able to. Um, yeah, same here. I'm glad that uh, Patrick was tapped to do that and not me. <laughs> I will also, for, for the people out there that follow the podcast on from the Acceler page, I will try to remember to post pictures of some of the things we talked about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I saw you uh, trying to do a little bit more work uh, this week, getting the word out. So that was awesome. Maybe we'll gain one or two more listeners. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it then. Um, and don't forget that reading a great story is awesome. And appreciating good art is. Wait, no, I. Oh, man, I butchered. I said it backwards. <laughs> Let me start over. Never. Don't forget that uh, reading a great story is fun. And appreciating great art is awesome. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate out. <laughs>